What's up, everybody? I am Travesty. I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast that is brought to you by BallWash.com. Guys, if you're just like me and you take pride in your hygiene and you want to smell good and clean and feel good and feel clean every single moment of every single day, you got to check out BallWash.com. They have so many different products to help you from uh, shampoos, conditioners to body scrubs. They got a liquid powder. That's right, a liquid powder, guys, that it rubs on like a lotion and it dries like a powder. And you rub that into your area and shit to give yourself a, a good feeling for the rest of the day. You also got some nut rubs, that kind of like a cologne kind of cream for your area. Uh, they also got, uh, body scrubs, uh, quick and easy hand wipes, hand sanitizer. They came out with a brand of boxers. And for the holiday season, they have a Christmas box that you could fill with, uh, your own, uh, type products that, you know, uh, uh, kind of like, uh, kind of like those goofy ass, um, Axe, uh, body fucking, uh, cleaner shit that they give out for Christmas. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I got it, but you don't really want it. Yeah. Right? Um, <clears throat> except for the ones that my mom gave me. I love the ones that my mom gave me. Just cause, uh, she'd, uh, kill me if I did. <laughs> um, but, uh, Ball Wash, I went ahead and made a holiday package for you guys to give out for the holiday season. So go ahead, go over to Ball Wash, fill your cart up with all your merchandise. Use the promo code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. It'll save you 15% on your entire order. That's right, guys. From head to toe, from hole to pole, when it comes to your sack, they got your back. Very nice. Yeah. That's a really good. I like that. Well, thanks, Your sack, they got your back. That's real solid. Right, right. Well, that's theirs. I can't take that one. Yeah, I can't, I can't take that. That was theirs. Oh, okay. It is theirs. The head to toe hold the pole thing, that's mine. Yeah. Because because yeah, yeah. no, no respectable person will really say that. Oh, I love it. I think it's one right. of the greatest things you've come up with. <laughs> um, they should put that on their site and then pay you for it. You should get ten cents every time someone says it. Right. God, it'd be nice. I know uh got a Sarge, he came up with something that wasn't as good, but close enough. Yeah. But isn't that how life is, right? You know, you always try to do something just as good as Travis, so you just can't achieve it. Just can't do it. Just can't do it. Can't yeah. be done. Yeah. Jo- uh, Joey, I know you got a plug, but I want to wait until the right moment, and you'll know when it happens. Okay, perfect. Yeah. You'll know what happens. Um, but I want to tell you right now, you know, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. We're sitting here recording a podcast, and I'm sitting here in shorts. Uh, I got some boat shoes that are partially on. Uh, I'm wearing a zip-up uh, hoodie with no shirt underneath it, and my hat's backwards, so obviously I'm prepared for the morning. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. I'm just in jeans and a t-shirt. Right. Like, if, if somebody else was in this house and saw me, they'd wonder how the homeless guy got in the house. <laughs> yeah. But the plus side is, the one thing I do love about uh, doing our morning podcast is that I get to uh, take advantage of uh, my amazing This Freaking Show Secret Society logo coffee mug that I got at tpublic.com. Yeah, nice. I got to get me one of them. It's an amazing mug. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our, our, our merchandise is pretty good, Joe. I do recommend getting it. I got uh, I got some masks because uh, we're still in the uh, COVID era. Yeah, I think masks uh, aren't going away even even after the vaccines. No, no, no. They're 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 going to be here for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it is what it is. 
Yeah, I actually, you know, it's weird. I kind of like them. <laughs> I mean, mine are comfortable. I spent a lot of money to get really comfortable ones. <laughs> but just to lose them at cemeteries? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I hated the idea of wearing a mask up until I had to shave my beard away for work, and now it doesn't even fucking matter to me anymore. Right. Well, what's really right. nice is like, like I hate wearing a scarf. Mm-hmm. But if I wear, a, like, my masks are moisture wicking, and so when it's cold outside, I just put the mask on. It's just, it's, it keeps my face warm. Yeah. It's not, it's not as, it doesn't fog my glasses like a scarf does. It doesn't make my face wet like a scarf does. Nice. See, I, I I have the issue where when I wear my mask, my safety glasses fog up, and because I don't, first of all, I don't believe in anti fog. I, I believe that's a that's a joke. It's a lie. Yeah, I don't I, I don't, yeah. I don't believe anything's anti fog. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, it sucks because and I guess it's one of the benefits of now that I'm working on my own at uh at my company, <clears throat> like you know I'm done with training and everything. I don't gotta sit in the uh the truck, you know, while picking up samples of somebody else. So I don't need to worry about wearing masks and everything because I'm right. out in the truck. But it just sucks having to like, you know, walk around and fucking try to breathe into that mask while the hot air going up to the uh the glasses. It sucks, but Yeah, yeah. You just gotta you gotta get it pinched down over your nose so that it can't go up. It's gotta so it can go down or back. No, but, that, doesn't uh, me, that doesn't work for me, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> but uh, no, the fucking masks are masks are here to stay. They're not gonna fucking go anywhere. No, I also just I like I like what the uh, the Tumblr teens have said. I can't believe I just let people breathe on me before. <laughs> <laughs> God, fucking mouth breathers, man. Fucking yeah. mouth breathers. Um, guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you check out our previous episode. It was our five year anniversary, so we're me and Kurt and Joe. Uh, Kind of reminisce over the last five years. Some uh, some awesome events happened uh, in uh, in our podcast uh, life. Some good memories there. Yeah, you know we got to relive some of those. Uh, we we finally uh, released uh, the surprise for next season of the Effin Book Club that we're going to talk about our picks. <laughs> What's up? I was just I was being emph- uh, I can't think of the word now. Enthusiastic. I said hell yeah. Oh. It sounded like you got gut punched. <laughs> it was like, cool. It was like it was like a mix between a gut punch, a gut punch, and like a Johnny Bravo. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know, what is that called? Not reenactment, not parody. Nothing, you know. Impression. There we go. Thanks, Joe. I love having you here. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about our uh, our book uh, suggestions that are going to be up on a poll for you guys to vote on. Uh, we have those all lined up, and now we're gonna talk about. Obviously, we have uh, um, our POTUS beatdown bracket, which is uh, pretty. Uh, it's pretty good timing for it because as we come to a close on the election that's uh, that's been going on, that we kind of talked a little bit about before the show. Um, we're finally gonna find out which was the best president in the world, and it's so surprising came down to the last two. So. <laughs> um. So Joe, how have you been? You've been good? I've been okay. I've been all right. It's been uh you know, I it's been a tough year, I think. Yeah. And I think it just finally came crashing home in the last week how tough a year it's been. So 
But uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to moving forward. I'm looking forward to uh, to getting into next year. And uh, there's some some really good stuff in the horizon in my personal life, and uh, some good stuff in the horizon. I hope for uh, us as a country. So I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling optimistic. Yeah. I I, I hope everything does get better. The one thing that worries me is knowing that it's November and shit's not settling down. Yeah. So when people are like, it's been quite the year, it's like, how far is 2020 rolling into 2021? Right. I'm waiting for, like, the octopus people to come get us or something. <laughs> like, I don't know what it'll be, but there's something on the horizon that's bad, I'm sure. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, boy. What about you? How's your week been? Uh, you know, it's it's been okay. Um, I'm still trying to get used to this job and this work schedule and everything. And, um, you know, it's, just, I, it's weird because, you know, when you work the schedule that I work now, you don't really have, like, enough free time to do shit, which is it's kind of weird to say because, like, you know, you work fucking Monday and Tuesday, you're off Wednesday, Thursday, you work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're off Monday, Tuesday, work Wednesday, Thursday, you know, and, and off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, work Monday. It's it's just goofy because and then you alternate between days and nights and everything. So there are times where, like, maybe you have a day and a half off, but then there are times we got, like, three, three days off and Oh, no way to prepare for it. No, no. And I gotta say, I don't understand how the people who work at the refineries on these schedules do it for like 20, 30, 40 fucking years. Um, cause I've only been doing it for a month and I am not a fan of it whatsoever. You know, I like my Monday through Friday weekend off fucking jobs, but, um, yeah. hoping doesn't pay the bills, bro. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's going good. Trying to figure out what uh what we're doing as far as tomorrow, because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and um I know Very we're nice. going out to I know uh, we're going out to Dad's. At least me and Nick are going out to Dad's tomorrow. Uh, Sherry, uh, Alan, and uh, the kid are going out today to kind of keep the number back. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, just to keep everything small, we're not actually doing a Thanksgiving Thanksgiving because yeah. Uh, Dad didn't want to do like turkey and shit like that. And I, I get it. You know, what's the point? Fucking 2020 already took everything from me. Why not my turkey legs too? Yep. Save up, save up. You have a big turkey. <sighs> have two turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's that goofy shit that people are saying about like you get arrested for having too many people at Thanksgiving? Oh, that's not enforceable. But they are saying, you know, you might get a fine or something if, if you get caught with having, you know, 12 or 13 people or something. I don't, I don't, who's, who's, what police officer is going to go check on that? It's, I don't think it's going to happen. I like the memes that talk about like, you know, like cops stopping people outside of like fucking like grocery stores and, uh, you know, like, like who are you buying that turkey for? It feeds 12 to 15 people. <laughs> you gotta want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> people talk about it, but I just don't think it's going to happen. It's no. I, there, there's not going to be you know, a time where you're going to be sitting at home and all of a sudden you can get knocked in the fucking door and it's fucking Mayor Lightfoot with the cops where you're like, hey, we're just going door to door doing a head count real quick. We're just checking to make sure no one's eating yeah. in here. Do you, huh. hear that, do you hear that goofy shit that she did uh, a couple weeks ago when uh, after uh, Biden was uh, was announced like the official like first time, first time? 
Uh, she was on, I want to say it was like NBC, but it could have been CNN. I can't remember. It was one of those two news uh, things where they were talking about how, like, you know, she she's going out telling everyone to wear masks, to social distance, not, you know, fucking quarantine and all this stuff. And then they showed her footage of her out in the streets celebrating with everyone, not wearing a mask. Ah. And, and the news anchor asked her how she justifies telling everyone to do one thing, and she goes ahead and does another. Mm-hmm. And she, and I guess her only defense was, is like, well, everyone else was wearing masks, which I was told that just because one person's wearing a mask, and you're not wearing a mask, doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah, everyone's got to wear it. You can't, one person yeah. not wearing it, it's not going to work. But then uh, she said, sometimes, even in troubled times, you need to go out and celebrate. I don't. So, and then the woman asked her, like, well, what about Thanksgiving? Lori, Lori, it, 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 it's so fucking yeah, like, weird. It's like, it's like. I mean, I like. Don't get me wrong. Like, I get, I get it that you know, like, you have to sit there and promote, like, you know, you know, you want your people to wear masks, social distance, quarantine if you have to, only go out if you need to. Yeah. But don't get video footage of yourself celebrating, surrounded by people and not wearing a fucking mask if that's what you're gonna preach to people. It's yeah. kind of like with uh, Pelosi on California. Yeah, yeah, going to the hair salon. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like guys, I mean, like, like, granted, they're politicians, but I guess in a way they're considered celebrities because they're in the public eye constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be footage of you doing something at some point. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be above reproach at all times. Yeah. It sucks. Look, I'm, I'm a pastor. I, I screw around in things on podcasts. But um, uh, that's one of the things that, that I took into account for, you know, we, we thought about inviting some other people who uh, don't have families and, um, you know, for friends of ours, not like, you know. But anyway, uh, we, we thought about inviting people over to our place for Thanksgiving um, because we're not we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the one of the, the things that was like, well. I can't I can't stand in the pulpit Sunday morning and beg people to take this seriously and and do Thanksgiving smartly and then invite people over to my house on the day of mm-hmm. who who are in living in hot spots. You know, one one of the people I th- we we were briefly thinking of inviting was uh was our friend Jacob who lives in Tulsa. You know, and and all there's all these security concerns involved. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Tulsa's completely out of beds. There, you know, if he got sick and traveled back, he might not be able to go to a hospital because Tulsa, there's the the hospitals are full. You know, so that's 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 the first concern is is making sure that people are safe. The second concern is, as a as a community leader, I have a, an obligation to take this more seriously than the average person. If I get caught, you know. It, it's like when I posted about it on Facebook and, and, and Grandma D was like, well, what about weddings? You know? Yeah. Like, you're right. I shouldn't have gone. I'm sorry that, you know, I, I'm glad that I went. I'm glad no one's gotten sick from the wedding I went to. But, like, you're not wrong. I, sh- I should have thought about that. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's rough. It's, it's you know, I, I sympathize to some extent with, with it. But at the same time, you do you have an obligation when you're when you're in the public eye, you have to be above reproach. You can't 
tell people to do one thing and then do the other. And also, you know, the idea that you could not celebrate if you had a mask on. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Mayor Lightfoot. It's goofy. It's like, and I, I don't want, I don't want people to, you know, judge her political fucking stance based on that. But it, it's hard for people not to, you know. Right. And she's not my mayor, you know. I mean, that's Chicago's yeah, mayor. Yeah. I have my, I have my own mayor, my own small town. So whatever she does, it doesn't matter to me. Right. You know, like I mean, I, I get that Chicago is the biggest city in the fucking uh, in Illinois. Up up there, you know, with being like maybe one of the top ten biggest cities in the fucking country. Yeah, Cook, Cook County's the second most populous county in the country. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it doesn't matter what she does, but to the millions of people who she kind of is ahead of, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fucking like listen. And that's one thing I think she should have done on the news is said, "Listen, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't have done it. I got caught up in the moment." Right. Uh, of Just about that. Yeah. But her whole thing is like, well, other people were in masks, which is a total fucking cop out because, I mean, does right. that mean I could walk into a store and not wear a mask? And when the guy comes up to me and says, hey, sir, you need to put a mask on, I can tell him, oh, it's okay. Everyone else is wearing a mask. Right. So I'm okay. Yeah. No, it makes it a lot harder when, like, you know, Sherrod, this week in, in politics, I, I know we don't usually talk about this, but like, there's that one, that one senator who, who was asking, um, the person who was presiding over the Senate, to put a mask on because of the the other uh, the staffers who work on the floor who were within six feet of them. Yeah. And then Ted Cruz comes out and says, "Well, that's just that's just pointless vict- uh, virtue signaling. You know, it's just cynical virtue signaling that you'd ask someone to wear a mask." And you know, even though I think Sherrod Brown was right, it's hard to 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 not say that Ted Cruz is right when you've got Nancy Pelosi going out. And telling people to wear masks and then going to get a haircut without a mask on. When you've got Mayor Lightfoot telling people to wear a mask and then going out without a mask on. Like, of course, people are going to be able to jump on that and call you either a liar or a cynic or whatever when you're not holding up to your own standards. Yeah. And, that, uh, and that's the world and that's the world that we live in, not to cut you off. But no, no, no. That's, I was telling- that's, the world, that's the world we live in now. It's like, you know, like everyone wants to fucking, you know, like finger point at everyone. But there's so much out there now that says, well, listen, you're saying I'm not doing it, but there's footage of you online doing the exact same thing. Yeah. No, like, it's just so fucking hard. And I think that's one of the biggest problems, too. And I think we talked a little bit about it before the show came on is, you know, people are more focused about, like, finding the flaws in others instead of trying to build up the positives in themselves. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like how we're talking about, like, with Trump and Biden. Like, they spend more time tearing each other down. And they did about trying to build each other up. Yeah. And, well, and, and that's, I, that's I, the other part of it. The other part of it, too, is uh, no one is willing to admit they're wrong anymore. Oh, God, no. You know, and it's like, like that's, there's, not, no, there's no just have some humility. Just be like, yeah, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I messed up. You know, it's OK. It's OK to do that. You know, that's, that's how we that's how we learn and grow. What's that? What's that saying? Uh, to heirs to be human, human or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's. <clears throat> yeah. We can't. We can't. We can't win, Joe. It's. 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 It's going. It's always going to be like this. I think going forward. And yep, I know that's why. <laughs> that's why we need to build our mutual aid networks. That it doesn't matter what the government does. <laughs> Make sure the people in your immediate circle have housing. 
and have food and have their, their basic needs met, do everything you can to make sure that, you know, don't, don't make it a meritocracy thing. No one, no one, everyone deserves housing. There's, there's nothing you can do that makes you not deserving of housing. There's nothing you can do that makes you not deserving of, of food and water and basic human dignity. So just everyone who's in your circle, make sure that they've got food and housing and, and basic human dignity and pull your resources together so that it doesn't matter what, what the, what the government's doing, you know, yep. <sighs> mutual aid. You, uh, <laughs> you might know this better than well, I definitely know nothing about it. So if you know anything about it, you clearly know more than me. Um, those, uh, like shelters that like get together and like give food, like during the holiday season, it's like the homeless. Yeah. Is that a thing? Or is it because of the pandemic they can't do that? Uh, I think it's still a thing, but instead of, so in, in previous years, people would get to choose, uh, what they wanted in their box or whatever. Um, but now, so like though there's one particular place that we work closely with, uh, as a church and that's the, the fellowship center. Um, and they work with the, the greater food depository in Chicago, the Chicago food depository. And um, in the past, people would be able to come in and be like, well, my family doesn't really eat green beans, so can I have an extra can of corn, you know, things like that. Um, this year, the boxes are going to be prepackaged, and you don't get to choose what's in it. You just get the box. Um, so they are still doing it. Uh, it does take a little more choice out of it, which is kind of a bummer, but, like, at least people are still getting fed. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was just kind of thinking about that, like, you know, if uh because I, I noticed there was a lot of things like between between Pritzker and between Lightfoot, um and I'm sure a lot of other uh elected officials in Illinois are the same, but I mean obviously those are the two more uh videos and yeah, prominent, thank you. Um are saying like, you know, stay home, don't go out, don't be around people, you know, keep your you know, small groups, blah 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 blah, no more than two to three people in a household at once and shit. I was wondering to what extreme they're going to not allow food lines and shit. Oh, gotcha. No. no, I don't know. I've seen it in like Texas where uh, the lines aren't people standing in line. It's like cars. People yeah, are yeah. in their cars lined up, and it's yeah, like, but I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm focused more on like homeless people who don't have cars. Oh, I see what you're saying. A lot of homeless people live in their car, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Oh. Well. It's sad. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. And food, it, I know it, there's like um, anarchist groups like Food Not Bombs are still giving out groceries every week to people. Food Not Bombs? Yeah. That's what they call themselves. Never heard of it. Yeah. I only recently did. They're pretty cool. I like them a lot. They uh, basically just they go around to like local farmers and things and they're like, hey, can we, you know – you got any extra produce that we can give out to people? And farmers will be like, yeah, sure. And then they, they put together groceries and, and hand them out to people in the community who need them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, I mentioned uh, earlier before we started that I wanted to talk to you about something I heard on Geekcast uh, Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, there was an episode that happened in November. I know it was in November. Like I said, I listened to three episodes, and I can't remember – Fucking, if I did it in the right order or not. Because I think I listened to, like, the middle one that went back or some shit. 
Uh, it was just you and GCR, and you were talking about Expendables and talking about uh, having a movie like it, but with comedians. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you are talking about plots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like plot ideas of what you guys want to do and everything. And I thought to myself, I have an idea that I wanted to run by you and get your feelings on it. All right. All the old comedians are in a retirement home uh-huh. okay. solving a murder. All their friends, all their friends are dying off, and they're trying to solve it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in, I'm in so far. Right. So you get like all the older, like the like the legit old guys, like fucking like you throw Dan Aykroyd in there, Bill Murray. Um, it's so sad that they're the fucking old guys. I know, right? That's what you just said. <laughs> I know. I oh, fuck it, yeah, man. I mean, because I mean, fucking most of them are seventies. I mean, you throw Morgan Freeman in there; he's a pretty funny old dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, who else is up there? Steve Martin. Yeah, uh, I think I think you guys mentioned Martin Shore. Uh, yeah. Chevy Chase. Oh God, who else is old that could be in there? I mean, I guess you don't need a lot of them. You know, maybe five, six of them. Yeah. Uh, you could, you could throw in some like fucking like toss out fucking uh, comedians if you want. Like not like you know not like. You know, they're worthless, but not as big. You know, they could be the ones that are dying off and being killed and shit. And it just turns out to be some kind of, like, nurse hatchet fucking bitch. But they're, like, solving it. You know, they're... they're why the fuck not? I think that's great. Like a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm into it. I think that'd be fantastic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text the group right now. Alright, because I was sitting there listening to it. And, like, I, I, like and that's one of my things I like to do, because I don't get invited onto the show as much as I wish I would, so I was like... I like to pretend that I'm part of it as, like, you guys are talking through it. It's like, I got some fucking ideas. So, like, I'll sit there and I'm like, okay, here, here's a good idea. Here's a good idea. But then you guys are talking about the Expendables thing. And I love the Expendables. I love I love all the fucking movies. And I like the concept of getting the old action stars into it. Um, But then we got to talk about comedian thing. And you guys are talking about, like, you know, like, uh, heists and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, that would be pretty cool. It's like, you know, it would be really fucking funny. And like, and it started, like, reminding me of, like, every TV show, every crime-fighting TV show, like, if you ever sit there and watch, like, Monk, uh, Bones, Psych, like, uh, NCIS, you know, shit like that, all their episodes, like, there's always something that kind of is similar to an episode in somebody else's show. Like, Monk and Psych, they both, like, had episodes where, like, they were, like, undercover committed into, like, a psych ward or some shit like that. Yeah. So I was like, so they kind of like, and it's not, it's not ripping off because honestly, when you do 200 something episodes, you need to come up with ideas and they made it their own way. Um, but then like, I started remembering one of my favorite psych episodes where his dad was put into like a senior living facility and the guys were dying off and shit and they had to figure out why. I was like, you know, that'd be pretty fucking cool to like see a bunch of the old comedians, like, you know, in a fucking, uh, like, senior home, like, you could have, like, you know, um, I don't know, like, Chevy Chase maybe being, like, the ladies' man or something with all, like, these 80-year-old fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. Shit. You, know, you could have Martin Shore in there who, like, maybe his mind's wandering. You know, just throw Morgan Freeman in there just for the fucking hell. Because, like I said, he, like, he, he's fucking funny as hell. And he's an old, old-ass fucking dude. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I also don't know if you caught the fact that I said that I'm not, uh, Invited out as much as I should. There should be a hint. I did catch that. Excellent. Just want to make sure. I just I don't want to I don't want to go uh, go without that being uh, acknowledged. So, uh, 
How the fuck is Clint Eastwood in a list of old comedians? Ryan says brilliant, by the way. Oh, thanks. Thanks, GCR. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was the same episode that uh, you, you shared a story about uh, you being uh, seven, year old, seven years old, tucked into bed, and your dad having a chat with you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ryan was talking about some of uh some of the meals that they used to share while uh, on the road together. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've ridden with my dad when we when when he was doing interstate routes. We ate. We ate. Yeah, fuck, oh, fucking dude. Like even when he was an inspector and shit. Like when I first started out, he's like, you know, I always recommend you know packing a lunch and shit like that. His motherfucker was packing for like a weekend camping trip, and he was only gonna be gone for like eight hours. Right. <laughs> Damn, dude, I just calm the fuck down. Like, geez, like, you don't need three sandwiches. <laughs> Maybe he does. You don't know. Oh, he, oh, he did. He did. <laughs> I, think I, I think I did a job with him once, and uh, dude ate, like, four granola bars and, like, fucking, like, salami and cheese and crackers. Like, like he was eating appetizers you would put out at, like, a yeah. park or some shit. He went and more likely. Oh, go ahead. I was saying, like, I think more than likely, like, half his meals were, like, leftover, like, finger foods from, like, parties that, like, my mom and him went to. And they're like, oh, well, guys, take some of this because I can't eat all of it. And he's like, all right, fuck it. You know, filled his pockets. Yep. Uh, we were, we went hiking one time with the Boy Scouts, and uh, we were about halfway up. We, we I don't even think we finished the trail that we were going to do. We, we made it about halfway, and uh, Dad starts to, like, hyperventilate and he he turns real pale and so we stopped and we're, we're resting and uh we break out the snacks and we we ate like four summer sausages and like three pounds of cheese and like like all of the snacks that were supposed to last us the whole weekend were eaten just sitting there on the trail <laughs> and then we hiked back down and just made dinner i think <laughs> it was a good trip you can't stop that dude from eating when he's ready. Yeah, yeah. Die. Also, I'm, also, I'm slightly embarrassed in the fact that I mentioned old p old comedians and uh, I, I left Betty White out. Ah, oh, Betty White. She's the murderer. Oh, she gotta be. Yeah. I got like what's it called? Like the Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Fucking. I also left Dick Van Dyke out. Oh, I always forget he's still alive. I do too. Like, honestly, like, when I saw Night in the Museum, I totally forgot that dude was still fucking living. Right. And again, Clint Eastwood on a list of fucking comedians. I don't understand this. I don't either. Anyways. All right. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I, we didn't mention this, uh, which we probably should because uh, it's kind of rude to not. Uh, Al Shebeck passed away. Oh, we yeah. Not, we, didn't acknowledge that, we didn't acknowledge that on the show, so I feel bad about that. Yeah. So, R.I.P. to Al Shebeck. I watched a lot of uh, Saturday Night Live parodies uh, with Will Ferrell in his honor, which is funny because uh, Sean Connery's parody is also on there, and he passed away. So, yep. yep. Um, I love somebody, the, uh, the have you noticed? Have you seen the clip where he says, "If I die, I'm taking you with me." <laughs> and then they died within yes. a week of each other. Yes. Somebody uh, I saw somebody. I think it was on that Pavrika Facebook page that somebody put it was like like SNL needs to do. Um, Needs to do a uh, Jeopardy parody with Trebek and Connery post death. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Sorry. The end heaven got me. Also, uh, Burt Reynolds is dead already, so, like, you could have the whole group. You mean Turd Ferguson? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit, William Shatner is also still alive. God. Blockbuster movie. Blockbuster I agree. Fucking movie. Anyways, okay. Uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, presidential POTUS fucking uh, bracket thingy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Mom mentioned that. Get that out of the way. Um, so a couple weeks ago, because we didn't do a show last week, uh, and just to give you guys an idea, we're only going to do like two more shows this year because we're going to end with 52 at the end of the year. So uh, there's only going to be like two more episodes following this. So we'll get them done when we get them done. Uh, I don't think I told you that, Joe, until just now. Nope. So, okay. Uh, okay, so uh, a couple weeks ago we put out a poll. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt versus George Washington. Abraham Lincoln versus Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh, George Washington beat out Theodore Roosevelt. Sucks, but come on, it's fucking George Washington. And uh, Lincoln beat out Eisenhower. So I think it was pretty obvious it was going to come down to Washington, Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. they are the most popular uh, president. So um, we're going to put the poll up, and this is the finals. It's going to be Washington versus Abraham Lincoln. See who uh, comes out a winner. I'm going to guess it's going to be fucking Lincoln. Because it's fucking honest, Abe. It's a right. beard. Fucking beard. Damn straight. Stovepipe Hat. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Stovepipe Hat's a great band name. Anyway. It should be a band name. What kind of music does Stovepipe uh, Hat uh, play? Uh, Probably punk. Punk rock. See, I was thinking um, if, uh, it would probably be more of... Uh, you, you, ever, you ever see that movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? Uh, I don't think I have. Ooh, okay. Oh, God, how can I, um... Hmm. More like, I'm going to say more like Billy Eilish, Eilish fucking music. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, with more, like, keyboard. Gotcha. Like, in, like interstellar fucking keyboard. Nice. That's, uh, that's the, that's the irony of, uh, stove pipe hat. It's like sad funk. Yes. Yeah. Like maybe it. maybe um uh, or it could be fucking uh maybe some uh some blue or not blue uh, some bluegrass like with a with a big uh big uh fucking jar and uh yeah washing like books south yes absolutely Joe F and book club starts next year it does and I'm so in, excited um, in our next season which what the fuck is next is next season season five I think so I think so. Gotta do all this content right. here. It is season five because we just did 200 episode uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. So season five, we're gonna bring the FN book club. It's a new segment. Uh oh shit! Speaking of segments, Joe, what freaking happened this week? Oh yeah. Let me uh let me change tabs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> on uh November 24th, back in 1974, in Ethiopia, uh Lucy. Was found. Uh, Lucy was, of course, the uh, the three million year old uh, hominid, the the human like uh, ape like person uh, skeleton, I guess you could call it. Uh, that is the most complete uh, early human being discovery ever made in Africa. Um, it's better known as Lucy, of course, but uh, that was a, an international team of scientists working in northeastern Ethiopia found the partial skeleton 
1974 of Australopithecus, which means, I believe, Southern Ape. So it's kind of fun. Cool, cool little uh, uh, find. Really expanded our, our understanding of, of our ancestors. So, yeah. I always forget about Lucy. Right? Which, I mean, how do you forget about that? Because it's, it's kind of a big, uh, fucking significant, uh, thing to happen in our fucking life. Not in our life, but to hear about. Close so. Yeah. Did you happen to, uh, I'll get, I'll get to mine here in a second. Did you happen to watch that, uh, that launch that they did, uh, I believe it was Sunday? Oh, no. It was nice. It was, it was, it was nice to kind of, like, witness something. I, I do gotta say, though, I'm kind of disappointed in how they, uh, how the news kind of like went about it because they're obviously watching the fucking thing. And I think they were launching at like 10, 17 or 11, 17 or whatever in the morning. And like, there wasn't like a, a, a real fucking count or anything. Like dude was just having like a panel on or talking to the panel. Also, he's like, Oh wait, I hate to interrupt you because now we are launching blah, blah, blah. It's like, and then it goes away. I'm like, you know what? Hey, give me a fucking countdown or some shit. Yeah. Right. Give us some. Jeez. Jeez. Lame. Hold on one There's some suspense, you know? Close. Okay, I'm back. That scratching you heard, that was my uh, jacket rubbing my mic because there was some kind of bug hiding on a fucking book, and it freaked me out. I didn't know what it was. I'm sorry, what? Were you not listening to me? I think I accidentally turned off all of the sound. <laughs> uh, I said, hold on a second, because I noticed there was something weird on my uh, my library of nine books on my desk. And uh, it turned out to be like some kind of weird-looking bug on it. And when I went to go fucking rub it off, rub it, uh, fucking off the book, I uh, rubbed my jacket against the microphone. Oh. Yeah. So that's what we do here at this freaking show. Nice. Yeah, no, I uh, I had to sneeze, so I tried to hit my mute button, and uh, the way my my thing is designed, if it's got a mute button next to a, an ear, it's got like a little ear button, and oh, if yeah. you press the ear button, it means you only listen to that channel. And so I accidentally hit the channel that uh, no one is on right now. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, November twenty sixth, nineteen fifty two. Uh, first full-length 3D color movie. Uh, Boana Devil premieres. The audience was required to wear special Polaroid viewers. It started the 3D movie craze and was also the setting for the iconic Life magazine photo. The movie Boana Devil was based on a true story about two man-eating lions who would drag railroad construction workers from their tents at night and eat them. Wow. One of double. So, uh, Color 3D in 1952. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know what else is amazing, Joe? What's that? The FN Book Club. It is amazing. I'm so excited. Right. You like, uh, would you like to share with everyone what the FN Book Club is? Yeah, so next next season, we're going to be reading a book together, uh, both as, as host of the show, and if you're at home listening, you can join in with us. We're going to be talking about it uh, chapter by chapter every week. Um, I think it's going to be a really good segment. I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, hopefully if it does really well, if we really like it, um, we'll continue to do it on our 
our upcoming Patreon, uh, and you can participate separately there, um, uh, more intensely, I guess you could say there. Um, we'll probably maybe even set up like, uh, I don't know, like, like a Zoom or Skype thing where you can, you can join in and speak directly with us on that one, uh, for the right price. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to that. And, and, you know, one of the ways that you can participate is once we have figured out what book we're going to read, you can head over to audible.com slash, uh, wait, no, not audible, audible slash freaknet, and you can get yourself a free 30 day trial and a credit towards your first audiobook. So whatever book we we decide on, uh, you could use that credit for that book, and then you don't even have to read the book. The book will be read to you. Uh, so how cool will that be? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think we've got a couple of really good picks to choose between. Are we? We're putting this up in the poll, right, for people to to vote on. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna put a uh, we're gonna put on the polls. Kind of like how we did with the presidential election poll, the presidential uh, bracket poll. It's going to be in the Facebook story of uh, this freaking show and Freak Next Studios. Uh, but it's also going to be a poll on Twitter, and I believe we can also do a poll on Instagram. So it's going to be on all our social medias. And then we'll collectively uh, tally everything up um, over the week. Because we're going to put the poll up for about a week um, and release the results uh, when we do the next show. Uh Everything you said was correct, Joe, except for one thing. Did I get the URL wrong? No, no, you did that okay. perfect. You did that perfect. Uh, we're not deciding. We're not choosing the book. They are. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's what I, yeah. Right. I'm glad you apologized to them because they deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, we are putting polls up and they're going to be all over social media so you can find them easily. Um, and yeah, like Joe said, we're going to try this for the next season. Uh, I think we agreed we're going to do about a chapter, uh, a week. Um, I think the books we picked are about 20-something chapters apiece, so we might be able to get through two books. And um, I, I guess I, I really I, – well, I guess we haven't decided yet, but is it that we're going to read a chapter on the show or we're going to read oh, them ourselves no. and just kind of discuss it? Yeah, we're going to read them ourselves okay. and just discuss it, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, so that will be the segment that's replacing uh, That Freaking Happened. Um, something new and something different. Um, more for me because I don't read as much as I should. Oh no, but, I need it too. I've been real bad. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to do it. And uh, like Joe said, like you know, if this is something that people get more involved with, that people actually like, then we can start doing it on Patreon, and we can start doing like weekly book clubs, uh, either through uh, like um, uh, Zoom or Skype or anything. We'll throw it up on our Patreon so you guys, you guys, to be part of it and everything. And uh, we'll figure the logistics and everything of the Patreon later as we get to it. Uh, Patreon is coming in 2021, along with a bunch of other things that we are doing. So just stay tuned for that. Uh, but Joe, why don't you go ahead and tell them your book choice. Tell them, uh, um, I, I don't know, a plot or a synopsis of what your book's about. Yeah. So my book is uh, The Devil's Chessboard, Alan Dulles, The CIA, and the Rise of America's Secret Government by David Talbot. And this is, uh, it's nonfiction. This is, uh, writing by a, uh, uh, a really well-respected Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Um, and he, he tells the story of an, ex- it's a, it's an explosive headline making portrait of Alan Dulles, the man who transformed the CIA into the most powerful and secretive colossus in Washington. Um, and it's, it's essentially the story of the CIA's rise 
and uh, particularly the the rise of its of its first really serious leader, Alan Dulles, um, who may, according to the way this is told, may be responsible actually for the death of JFK. Wow. Which is uh, which is what intrigued me about it. So um, I will say uh, I did not look at it on Amazon for like the to purchase it. Um, if you do decide to buy it and don't decide to use Audible, get the Kindle edition or buy it used. Because I did not know it was such an expensive book new. So, yeah, I don't know. Might be a big strike against it. <laughs> no, but, uh, well, I mean, I mean, using our Audible code would be the perfect opportunity to try it on this book club. Absolutely. Because I do believe that, uh, because obviously you can cancel Audible at any time. Um, I'll just put that out there, you know, yep. but you still own the book that you get with your free credit. So, yep. um, if the, if, if Joe's book uh, doesn't treat you, which JFK's assassination, I think is, is always a huge talking point, especially around this time of year, because it happened in November. I think it was like, 19- yeah, it was the 23rd. Was it 1963? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, huge talking point. Um, I, I'm interested in reading the book if it is chosen, um, but I would prefer my book to be chosen, which uh, is called The Phantom Tollbooth, which uh, most of you guys, uh, especially any of you listeners who are from Piatone, uh I know that this has become a book selection in the uh, junior high uh, years, so if your class chose this, I think we chose something else. I think it was fucking, uh, I don't know, like Devil's Arithmetic or some goofy shit. But I always found this book interesting because it kind of, to me, it kind of resembles uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe book. Is it oh, Narnia nice. or whatever the fuck it is? Hmm? I don't know. What's the actual title of it? Of what? Of is it the called Lion, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? But that was yeah. actually called okay. Yep. <clears throat> is it just a movie that's called Narnia? Uh, yeah, I think the movie series. It's the Chronicles of Narnia. Is the whole series. oh okay so yeah. okay gotcha gotcha okay. Yeah, but The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is one of the books in the series. Okay, well, this kind of reminds me of that. Uh, so Milo is a boy bored by the world around him. Every activity seems a waste of time. He arrives home from another boring day at school to find a mysterious package. Among its contents are a small tow booth and a map to the lands beyond. Illustrating the Kingdom of Wisdom, which will also guide the reader from this place on the end papers of the book. I think that's just a little note. Uh, attached to the package is a note for Milo, who has plenty of time. Warned by an included sign to have his destination in mind, he decides without much thought to go to Dictionopolis. Assuming this is a pretend game to be played on the floor of his room, he maneuvers through the toll booth in his electric toy car, and instantly finds himself driving on a road that is clearly not in his city's apartment. Nice. This book has been on my list to read for so long. It's 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 one of those fucking fun books. And mm-hmm. I, I I know this is more of a kids book, so maybe That's it's not like yeah, maybe it's not adultish, but it it's something different. It's something new. It's something exciting. Um, I'm not sure if they, I, I think they did make a movie about this. If they did, I definitely want to see it after we read the book. Um, but like I said, I, I think it's very similar, similar, similar to Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, just, you know, different, uh, 
obviously it's a little bit different. I I, I know there's like a like a, a king lion in there, which I think is similar to Narnia. Um, I've I've heard of a uh, of a character called a dodecahedron. Oh, so, interesting. I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, the book was written by uh, fucking uh, Norton Juster. So I'm excited for it. I think it'd be a good fucking book. Um, 255 pages, 20 chapters. So not a long book, not a big book. Uh, Joe, you said yours is about 20 chapters as well. Yeah, I believe it's about 20, 21 chapters. Gotcha. So this book's from 1961. So. Nice. Mine so, is. Uh, I don't even know. We'll find out though. Yeah. Yeah. Yours, uh, yours, an older book. Is no, it's actually it's fairly new. Uh, sure. September sixth, twenty sixteen. Oh, and this copy of it is much less expensive than the other one. That's good. Get the paperback, friends. Don't buy hardback. Uh, <laughs> this one's a big book, though. Holy moly, seven hundred and twenty pages. There we go. So, yeah, take that into account. <laughs> also know that as interested as I am in reading the Devil's Chessboard, <laughs> yeah, there was one other book I did have in mind um, that I think was more like kind of up your alley. I can pull it up real quick and see if you've ever heard of it. It's weird because it's like it's like two hundred and something pages, but it's only like five chapters. Oh, weird. Uh, it's called Imaro, the Epic Novel of a Jungle Hero by Charles R. Saunders. That's fun. Um, I'm not sure if you ever had a chance to read it or if you even heard of no, it. Oh, I've never even heard of it. Uh, it looks like a good book. Um, that might be maybe one of our book club ideas if the book club pans out. Yeah. Uh, it looks interesting. Like I said, it kind of it kind of looks like it it would uh, it would uh, go good with uh, kind of what this uh, this show is like a little more like you know comic uh, imagination kind of shit. So. Yeah, I dig it. So yeah, we'll put those two books up on a poll. Like I said, they're gonna be on the uh, the story of Facebook, uh, this freaking show page, and uh, freaking the studios page. It'll also be on our Twitter and our Instagram, and yeah, we'll put it up there for about a week, and uh, we'll just tally up all the uh, votes and everything. Whichever one wins, that will be the one we get. And who knows? Maybe uh, maybe by the time we're all done with this and uh, we finish up the first book. Who knows, uh, if it's not too expensive, maybe uh, me and Joe will sign the fucking book and uh, mail it to somebody. Yeah. Who wouldn't want a fucking cartoon Joe and a travesty fucking uh, signed book? Right? That'll be worth nothing in ten years. God, right? (laughs) Right, It'll be be worth what the value of the book with somebody writing in it would be. Right. Right. Like we'll just put it. We'll put it on like the front sheet that has like nothing on it, so that person can just tear it out and be like, okay, now the book's worth more money. Right. Yeah. Until we until we until we write our book, Freaky Tales, and we could uh, we have a book signing. I'm into it. Speaking of which, uh, also in GCL, you and uh, GCL were talking about having a like a live show. Yeah, we've been talking about a live show for a little while now. Like a live on stage show. Yeah. Yeah, like we set up like a couch and some microphones. So kind of like a like a daily show, a tonight show, late yeah, night show. Kinda. Uh, yeah. Yeah, set up in a uh, a theater or something. Just do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Do some stuff that we can't do in the audio medium. Mm-hmm. Do some improv. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. 
I think I think that's the one thing that like audio kind of misses out on is like facial and body expression. Mm-hmm. You let me know if that happens. I'll come check yeah, it out. I will. Hey Joe. Yeah. Every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour of Cartoon Joe a week just isn't enough for our listeners, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Pod, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Nice. Guys, uh, just a reminder, uh, the Fire Star Award has become an annual award uh, starting after this season. So uh, we will give out one more award uh, for season four. Uh, that'll probably be more towards the end of the season. But then it will become an annual thing. So don't think that we're forgetting about the Star Wars. We just know what we're doing. <laughs> Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? What am I freaking thinking about? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm freaking thinking about the Devil's Chessboard. I'm really, I'm really into that story. I think I'm gonna, I might buy that book and read it, even if we don't do it for mm-hmm. the book club. I'm just so I've never heard of Alan Dulles before, so I'm intrigued. See, I'm in the same boat with any author ever. Uh, not a big, uh, not a big reader. Like it says, that moment has broadened my horizon and expands my uh, library. Fair. What are you freaking thinking about? <laughs> uh, just, just the holiday season. Um, trying to figure out, like you know, like how far this, uh, this shutdown and quarantines and pandemics gonna go when Christmas comes around. Uh, obviously, we're missing uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Halloween wasn't that big of a uh, thing. I mean, outside of obviously this freaky show, which is probably the uh, the best part of the Halloween season. Make sure you guys check out uh, the freaky cemetery tours that me and uh, Cartoon Joe did back in October. You can find them over at YouTube just by searching Freaknet Studios. Um, but yeah, no, just the holiday season. I mean, obviously. Uh, Season four of this freaking show is going to be wrapping up in a, in a few weeks, and uh, we're obviously going to take our two-week break at the end of the year during Christmas and New Year's and stuff, and just trying to really figure out what, you know, is going to come about the fucking um, rest of the year, see how everything's working out, and uh, when, you know, this whole COVID thing's going to pass, and things can kind of, like, get back to, like, at least halfway normal. Yeah, I am really, you know, not to, I, I want to leave people with some hope. There are three vaccines ready, you know? So uh, I, I really feel like like as long as you go and you get vaccinated as soon as you can, I really think that we can be back to halfway normal by, like, maybe late spring, early summer next year. Yeah. Got so it. I'm, I, it's nice to know that there's a stop date, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, hopefully everything fucking uh, – kind of gets back to normal sooner rather than later. Hopefully everything kind of, hopefully all the madness that's been happening, even outside of COVID, everything, yeah. that, all the madness that happened over the past year in the fucking country could just fucking stop. You know, like all, like the, the fucking, the, the, the wrongful shootings, the fucking riots, uh, the political bullshit that's going on between Democrats and Republicans. Hopefully it all could just kind of fucking stop. Mm-hmm. Just, like, let, let the country fucking rest for a moment. But wishful thinking, I think. So, yeah. Um, guys, make sure you check out our show every single week here on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Amazon Music. Just by searching this freaking show. I feel like I'm missing one, but I don't think I am. And also, uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
just by searching this freaking show. We are part of FreakNet Studios. Go to FreakNetStudios.com and uh, check out the other two podcasts that are associated with us. Uh, Joe, that's all I got. So, as always, I am Travis. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>